Oh, good morning. It's nice to be together this morning. Um, if you have your Bibles, won't you please take them out and we will continue studying the book of Philippians. Philippians 1 verse uh, 21 is what we will look at this morning. Philippians 1 verse 21. We started with this last week. We'll continue with it again. So Philippians 1 verse 21 says this. It says, For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. See, Paul, in this particular scripture, not only defined what life was to him, but he also defined what death was to him. Last week we spoke about the the first part, which is, uh, for me to live is Christ. And I made the statement that uh, we sometimes overlook that statement, that for me to live is Christ. We cannot concentrate, we find ourselves as Christians, perhaps concentrating on the other part of this um, passage of Scripture. To die is gain. Why? Because of what is to come. We look forward to heaven. We look forward to having no pain, no tears, none of that stuff. And I said, but actually we are still here. We're not in heaven yet. God hasn't called us home yet. And therefore we have to live in this uh, world as he has called us. And if that's the case, then we need to grab hold of the truth of the word of God and live according to his ways and enjoy life. Because the Christian life is meant to be enjoyed. Jesus says it. He says it in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life, and life in abundance. That abundant life cannot be just limited to our little home where we close ourselves, we're scared, we can't live, we cannot outwork this life. We have to enjoy this life that God has given us. See, so Paul defined what death was to him in this particular scripture. See, the first part of this verse, Paul said that uh, the ruling principle of his life was to live in fellowship with Christ. That was his ruling uh, principles, to live in fellowship with Christ. Now, I wonder if it's true of us, if it's true of Christians at large, Do we have that as a ruling principle in our lives? Do we live to to have a greater intimacy, greater fellowship with Christ? See, for him, Paul, the ruling principle was not money. It wasn't fame or pleasure, as much of us find ourselves in in this place. We are ruling principle. is money. I mean, we are all working so hard. To earn. To earn. Yes, we need to earn. We need to live. We need to eat. But God says it in in Matthew. He says, actually, you are not to worry about uh, what you will eat or what you will wear. I will look after you. I will look after you. But yet we get caught up with that. See, life was, was synonymous with Christ for Paul. He could not conceive of living without fellowship with the Lord. He was uh, gloriously 
alive by pervading everything with Christ. Now, this part of Scripture, he gives his perspective of, on death. Last week we looked at his perspective on life. Why it is, it is uh, for him, he would make the statement that to live is Christ. It's not just some blasé statement. He made it and gave reason as to why. And uh, this week we look at this statement where he says, and to die is gain. See, for Paul, life was a wonderful fellowship with the Lord Jesus. But death was a prospect for an even more intimate connection with him. Not only um, should we have a philosophy of life, but we should also have a philosophy of death. Ever thought of that? We've got a philosophy of life and we live it, but have you actually thought of, of a philosophy of death? the day that you will go home. If we do, if we have a philosophy of death as well, we have a win-win situation. Because if we live, we win. If we die, we win. Either way, we win. doesn't matter. We are saved, but we are on this earth. So how do we enjoy this, uh, uh, this life that God has given us? through reading his word, through following him, through loving him, and as he guides us. And if we die, if he comes and calls us home today, we are actually winners still, because we'll be with him. Paul now gave his philosophy of death. The word gain, he says the to die is gain. This word gain means profit or advantage. It was used for monetary profit to make money. Gain was also used in the sense of winning something. Death was a win for Paul. To die, a success. To die, a win. So we notice that uh, there is no verb here. In the original, um, this phrase literally reads, to die, gain. Death is a gain. The absence of the verb is puts great emphasis in the Greek on the word gain. Paul was shouting that death is a gain for a person who will meet Jesus face to face. See, to die is gain. This is a productive sequence to, to live is Christ. If Christ is everything that makes life worthwhile, then meeting him in death will be an even more valuable experience yet. So if we, Paul would say, if, if to live is Christ and we, he makes us enjoy this life that he's given us, actually then to die when we are faced uh, when we're with him face to face, that will be even more pleasant, even more real, even more enjoyable. It will make the person more alive. It will make us more alive. Death removes the veil of knowing Jesus from afar to meeting him face to face. Death 
will usher us into his very presence. And oh, how we need that. How lovely that will be, being in the presence of the Almighty. Death, therefore, should be computed as a friend. Ever thought of that? Death should actually be thought as a friend. For the Christian to be thought as a friend. Why? Well, we'll see now. For many, today, death is an enemy, isn't it? Even for you, I would imagine, death is probably an enemy. Even for me, the thought of death it sounds like it's an enemy. I don't want to die. I don't, you know, actually, um, I'm, I'm scared to die. I'm worried about death. It's an enemy. Why? Because it is destructive. And it is a great loss. We understand that. We know that. It's a great loss for those who are left behind. So when you go, it's a great loss for those who you leave behind. But for you, for you, the person who anticipates meeting Jesus face to face, it is, it is a tremendous gain. But only if you understand what is there. If money consumes us as the object of our lives, we would have to place death on the debit side of our lives, of our assessments. Death plunges us into a tragic end. But for Paul, death was not a dark, bleak termination of the dynamics of life, but the beginning of an even greater life. Can you imagine that? Can you even think of that? That there's a greater life that we'll, 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 we will be presented with when we die, when we leave this world. This, it's great. It's greater. We cannot even imagine. We cannot even understand. We cannot even um, uh, think of it. It cannot form in our minds. There are no words. There are no, you can't even imagine how this will be. So I suppose then the question is, if this is what I'm saying, this is how I'm starting, I'm saying, okay, well, well if there, there's more to death than we understand, as there is more to life that God has allowed us to live now, well, why, why would Paul say that it is gain to die? And why should, it, should we also have the same attitude? Why should you, why should I... Why should the Christian have that kind of attitude, saying that actually, for me, Joe, to die is gain? There's a variety and many reasons why. But I'll mention a few. And the, 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 one of the reasons is because of what we are released from. Paul could say that because of what he was going to be released from. See, we will be released from the shackles of, that are found on earth. To die is instant with Christ. We go to heaven. Heaven is a place where there is no suffering. I look forward to that. I'm sure he did too. It's a place where there's no pain. It's a place where there's no loneliness. 
a place where there is no rejection, a place where there is no financial need. How amazing is it that we don't have to worry about money? Heaven is a place where there is no temptation, there is no sin, there is no weight of the flesh dragging us down, no pride, no wrong desire, no unbelief, no doubt, no enemies. Damn, that sounds amazing. Paul could look forward to heaven because of these things, because of these truths that, he, he's, um, that I've just mentioned. Heaven is a place where there is no misunderstanding between friends or between husband and wife. How, not, how amazing is that? There is no misunderstanding. I know you and you know me. There's no, no blurred lines. No blurred lines, no criticism, no fear of anything, no intimidation, no emotional problems. Oh man, we need no emotional problems. Amazing. No tears, except tears of joy. No hurt. Heaven is a place where there's no depression. No, uh, there's no boredom. None of that, oh, I'm bored. I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, mommy, I'm bored. What must I do? There's none of that. None of that. Heaven is a place where there is no devil. There is no devil in heaven. Amazing. Amazing. No temptation. No pride. No desire, uh, wrong desires. No unbelief. No hurt. No hurt. How often are we hurt? None of that will exist in heaven. Why is it gain for, uh, for Paul to die? And why should it be the same for us? Why should it be a gain for us to die? Well, because of what is there. All those things I've mentioned are no longer, they're not there. But why is it gained because of what is going to be there? He, Paul, expects to know the presence of Jesus. And we will be the same. We, we should expect to know the presence of Jesus when we do die. He will see Jesus face to face. And so shall we. We will see Jesus face to face without the need for faith. He will hear him speak without any confusion. Is it Jesus who's speaking or is it not? Are we going to adopt that orphanage or not? Is that person genuine in terms of what they are uh, wanting from us? Are they, are they or not? We will, it will be clear. We will know. Heaven is a place where Jesus talks to you personally. A place of unspoiled fellowship with all of God's people. A place of companionship, a place of peace, a place of glory, a place which radiates with pure holiness, pure holiness, a place of perfect obedience 
in everyone. Perfect obedience in everyone. A place of unspoiled joy and pure happiness. Heaven is a place of reaping everything one has done for Jesus. The work that we do here, the sacrifices that we make for Jesus' name, we will reap the rewards of those in heaven. A place of meeting the people who have lived for Jesus. All those patriots, all those um, heroes of the, the word of God, we will meet them. We will meet Moses. We will meet um, uh, who, are, who are the other patriarchs? Who are the other Moses <laughs> and all the rest? We will meet them face to face. Elijah, Elisha, all these. Paul himself will meet him. How incredible! I mean, we read about the, the what they have done and how they lived. It will be so lovely to see them. We will meet them face to face. Heaven is a place of activity, a place of worship, a place of purpose, a place of love. Pure and alder, uh, uh, unadulterated love. <laughs> English fails me sometimes. Love. Love, love. See, Paul was not anxious about how he would die. Nor was he anxious about when he would die. The timing would be right for him. And believe it or not, us as Christians, the timing will be right for us too. If Jesus is our Lord and Saviour. You and I will not die prematurely as long as we are in God's will, as long as we are not rebellious. Paul was looking forward to what was beyond dying. Paul looked to the future. Yes, he was in prison whilst he was writing this book and he went, I mean, he was shipwrecked. He had been flogged. He had been uh, bruised and battered for the gospel. He, those things happened. Yet he was looking to the future. He was saying, whilst I'm here, I live for Christ. But when I die, when the time comes for me, when God calls me home, I will be present with Jesus and I will enjoy fellowship, uninterrupted fellowship with Jesus, my Savior. Paul is an example that we can follow today. He's an example that we should follow today. Paul yielded to the Holy Spirit. There is no ways in our human understanding, our human capability, we would be able to live a life like Paul uh, lived, live the life that God has called us to live here on earth whilst we're here, if we're not yielding to the Holy Spirit, if we're not allowing Jesus Christ to show us and to help us with a way forward. 
Because like I said last week, God's way is not our way. He says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. In my carnal understanding, it's more blessed to receive than it is to give. I am to love my neighbors. I am to love my enemies. I don't want to love my enemies. In fact, I want to fight my enemies. That is the carnal thinking. I cannot, unless I am yielding to the Holy Spirit, allowing Him to work through me, there's no way I'll be, I'll be able to live out those uh, principles and those characters of Christ. And Paul is a man who had to be rooted in Christ, living for Christ, and allowing Christ to live his life through him. The reason why Paul could say with all confidence that to die is gain is, is because he was looking forward to all that will be, all that he will leave behind here on earth, and all that he will be presented when he gets to heaven. We can and should have the same mindset, looking at life currently and looking forward to what's going to happen. We don't, we don't live our life now uh, hoping it's, it's going to come. We're, looking, we're living there in heaven. No, we're living here. So we have to make the best of life here. See, death means we are with Christ. For eternity. How amazing is that? It was uh, the, the great late Michael Eaton who said, You are not ready to live until you are ready to die. You are not ready to live until you are ready to die. Only when you are delivered from any fear of death are you ready to live. Let's be honest. Death does, the thought of death somehow cripples us, doesn't it? It somehow shackles us, somehow makes us, we are fearful, we are frightened, we don't know what to do because we are fearful. But once we are ready, once we've been delivered from, from the fear of death and we can follow hard after God wherever He sends us, whether the death is the op an, op a, an opposition or not, Man, then we are ready to live. So Christians have a positive philosophy of death by default. If you're a Christian, you have a philosophy of death without even knowing it. By default, you just have a philosophy of death because you know because of what's to come. So do you recognize that philosophy of death in your life? I ask, do you recognize it? Death is a win because we will be more alive in eternity than we are now. We received eternal life at the moment of salvation. Death will release us from the shackles that keep us from full fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. See, every believer will be victorious. You will be victorious one day when you meet the Lord Jesus. 
you will be victorious. Are you looking forward to that success? To be absent from the body is to be face to face with the Lord Jesus. Do you, do I anticipate that eternal win, that eternal success? How are we living our day-to-day lives? For Paul, he could say, whilst he's in prison, for me to live is Christ. He's in prison. How do you live for Christ in prison? He looked for opportunities. As a result of his attitude and him allowing God to work through, through him, a, a, um, uh, the elite God that were looking after him got to experience salvation. That gospel had advanced. The gospel was able to advance because of his attitude, because this is what he, he was living for. Then he says to die is gain. So he was going to go to trial, as you know. Um, he, was, uh, he was confident there'll be, he will be released from prison. But there was, an op- there was a possibility that he would be executed. And he thinks to himself, well, if I get executed, actually it's gain. And I'll tell you why it's gain. For me, I'll tell you why. Because I'll be face to face with Jesus Christ. I'll be more real, more alive then than I am actually now physically. So do you anticipate this eternal win? Do you think of death as a friend? Or do you think of death as an enemy? Of course, we don't go inviting death. We don't do, we don't do uh, stupid things. The time when you get called home will be right. It will be right. As long as we are following Christ. As long as you are saved and following Christ. And you are not being rebellious. You are in God's will. It will be right. So we are to look forward to meeting Christ. For now we see in part, but we will see it in fully when we are in heaven. Can I ask us to close our eyes? And I'm going to pray for us. Father, thank you for your most holy scripture. Thank you, Lord, that your scriptures are life. Your scripture is truth. I pray for myself and I pray for my friends this morning that we would have a philosophy of life and a philosophy of death. That we would be, um, we would anticipate the great win when it comes to death, but we would also live a life like Paul who would say that for me to live is Christ while I'm on earth. But for me to die is gain. Either which way, I win. I thank you for the truth. I pray, Jesus, that you'd help us to realize it and help us to live it. And where we have fallen short because we are maybe confused or don't understand God, I pray that by your Holy Spirit you'd help us. Help us 
to live this life on earth that you've granted us for the glory and praise of God our Father. In Jesus' mighty and strong name I pray. Amen.